Hey everyone, happy to have you here for another episode of Legacy Matters. Today, as usual, we will talk about whatever comes up with a slight leaning toward discussions of preserving your legacy, preparing for things to come, and sharing stories we find amusing. Here we are. Welcome to Legacy Matters. Oh, Tim does our intro now. I like I, it. I guess I do. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Well, when it's you and I, you, yeah. you do. I like so it. So it's, uh, hi, Sam. It's Sam and me, Jim. Uh, Sarah's still in tequila, tequila country. Tequila country. Yep. Olay, yeah. Sarah. Olay. Yeah. She's uh, probably three pina coladas deep at this point. For sure. I'm guessing. Because it's like... Uh, it's 8.30 in the morning. You know yeah. she's there. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. We've already talked to her. Oh, poor Sarah. Not here to defend herself. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, no, she's having a great time. She's actually... It's funny. Uh, for those of you who love Sarah, she is down there in tequila country, and she's pumping out work the whole time she's down Oh, yeah. There. She is. Yeah. And, it's just who she is. And there are people that really love Sarah. I know. <laughs> I know. She gets more comments than we, we do. Well... What's to like about either of us, really? Nothing. You know? Well, all right. So, what are we? Uh, Wednesday afternoon now. Here we are. It's January still. Yep. Uh, same old, same old. Cloudy. Guess what? It's gray out again, yep, folks. It's gray. It's going to be like this for a while. Welcome to Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. And and just remember, it's not a nice enough place to move here. No. You don't. We don't want to soil our city with with lots of new people. I'm just kidding. It's beautiful here. We love it. It is. It is. But our thanks state. for thanks for listening. Thanks for the comments. Thanks for subscribing. Mm-hmm. Um, we do appreciate all of the all of the great support and comments. What if we What if we asked the question? If we started a Patreon page, because I've thought about this lately. Yeah. Uh, would anyone actually pay to listen to this crap? Mm-mm. No, I don't think so either. But if you are a listener and you just heard me ask that, go ahead and let me know your thoughts on it. Even if it is, of course, I'm not going to pay <laughs> pay to listen to you idiots right. talk all day. Right. But, all right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyways, <laughs> let's get on. Should we get on with the show? We should. Uh, really, though, thanks for listening. Yeah, uh, we appreciate you. it, and we do know that our audience is growing, and and I think the importance of what we're doing is just that we're bringing you conversations with people who live in this community and uh, we were talking about this earlier with our guest today uh, who I will introduce very shortly but uh, you know that we are kind of all about positivity even if even if the subject matter isn't always the happiest of things we want uh, you know I don't really care your political beliefs honestly I, I just want people to do okay I just yep. want the world to be a better place, and we've got a lot of issues facing us, and uh, hope, I hope you find some positivity here on our show. So, All right. There you go. Uh, we have a guest. Yes. Yeah. Danny Klecko is in, and Danny Klecko uh, was was recommended to us by Lori Lindine, which we love, our we recommendations. Love Lori, too. Yes. So, yeah. welcome, Danny. Hi, Danny. Well, welcome. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, <laughs> greetings from Capital City, and uh, I'm pretty confident now that I've been on the show, your uh, viewership will raise tenfold. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Klecko Nation Unite. But, uh, Klecko Nation no, Unite. Uh, I like that. Appreciate being here. And thanks, yeah. uh, Professor Lindine. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. she's. Uh, we we haven't uh, had much interaction since her show, other than like the casual kind of I see on the on the interwebs kind of right 
right. transactions, oh, but I love that stuff, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, I sort of feel like she's, she became a friend, and then she's out there sort of just watching over things a little bit. Well, that's kind of who she is. I mean, yeah. she's never going to get uh, deep into any one camp. She's just kind of like the matriarch. She checks in and makes sure you're okay, and when she realizes you are, she moves on to the next. And <laughs> yeah. I, I need people like that in my life. Yeah. That's awesome. That, that is awesome. So thanks for coming in. Uh, you're, you're over in that city across the river. We were just there, actually. Yeah, that St. Paul city. Yeah. yeah. You know what we noticed? We oh. Yeah. Yeah. So so the complaint who were we talking to about the difference between Oh, it was it was Christine yeah. yesterday. Yesterday. Right? Yeah. Our guest. So we we're doing like 70 of these a week now. Uh, it, sure. And it's only because it's not that we wanted to get here. We had been scheduling one a week. I think you've been scheduled for two or three months. Right, right. Yeah. right. Uh it's not that we wanted to do that many. It's that there's enough interest now, and we. I love doing this. Actually, I love talking it's nice. to people. Yeah, it's nice meeting people. Yeah, so we had uh, Christine. Christine. Yep, and yesterday, yep. and her show will go up in a in a few days. It'll be out shortly before yours goes out. Um, but she was talking about the difference between St. Paul and Minneapolis, and how when someone from St. Paul comes to Minneapolis, they look at the streets and they're like, "Oh man, this all makes sense." They go, yeah. "Thank God, it's just alphabetical." Yeah. Yeah, you know? and then they go over to St. Paul. They're like, "Holy crap, where am the I going?" Irish, and, the Irish were drunk in right. St. Paul. Well, you know, and they still are. But uh, <laughs> right, you know, it's it's interesting, and I'm one of them, so I can say that. But yeah. uh, you know, it's interesting you say that. I was just uh, over at Fema's, David Fema, down on the E Block, Fema's restaurant, okay. probably yep. Top Chef in um, Minnesota. Oh, it's a challenge. No, it's not. I mean, <laughs> you're talking to a guy who's sold bread to. Yeah, you know, I, I started yeah. my 40th year in the baking industry. Wow, uh, I know who the power players are, but uh, you know, I was I was talking to him and I said. You know, you've quarterbacked uh, destination spots in Minneapolis and St. Paul. Um, how does it compare? But he said St. Paul is far more European. It is. But it's also less forgiving. And he said, it kind of broke my heart, so I might come back, but we'll have to see how my heart mends. And, <laughs> you know, I, that's truth. I've spent half of my adult life in yeah. each one of the cities. and. Um, they're just starting to let me in into St. Paul society now. But oh, really? It, no, really. I mean, it's, it's like, taken that long. You know, you like way in. when I have a child born in each one of the cities. My daughter, uh, born in Minneapolis, when she turned eighteen, uh, she was gone. She moved to Omaha. She wanted to get out of Minnesota. My what? son, born in St. Paul. Like the rest of the kids, they want to buy your house. Yeah. And in St. Paul, nobody knows your house by your name. They know it by the name of the person who lived there prior to you, even if it was 20 years ago, you know? Oh, so, yeah. Some big differences. Uh, so you That's, have two, two kids, a boy and a girl. And, and is it fair to say that the girl's your favorite? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I've got two boys and a girl. And it's right. like, there's not even a... It's like... It's like uh, girl privilege, like white privilege. It's like she, she won the race before she even... Entered the race, right? Yeah. yeah, she was across the finish line. Well, I, I think, I think, and there's always extenuating circumstances. I mean, most people love their kids or, or, or treat them fairly or whatever. But my my wife um, talks to my son. He's 28. He's a teacher over at Johnson High School, um, and she talks to him five times a week, right? You know, and uh, and, and but I don't know. I mean, 
I wouldn't talk to anyone five times a week. So I, I you know, I'm, right? But, that's the way dads are, though. Right? That's and that's the way you like it. You yeah, know? No, I, I mean, I, it's true. I have explained to my boys that I love every one of these children equally, and I love all the other children too. You know, like, but yeah, it's it's there's something so fun about having a girl wow. and and then your son will come in and whine about it but then only for a couple of minutes because then they'll go back and then hang out with mom that's you know, right that's how it works and any any expressions of of true deep affection from me and they're like okay enough already dad right like, like they give, think something's up yeah 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 so st paul uh so we drive over there today to do a little presentation and uh <laughs> <laughs> and it was, and I, I can say it's the parking lot. It was the parking ramp we drove into, and this ramp was ridiculous. I mean, there's it cars was, facing this way. There's cars facing that way. I mean, we're driving in this ramp. It's like it's a ramp. I mean, how how do you make a ramp? As confusing the the streets of St. Paul. What's your? We're driving into it, and we're zigzagging. It's like a snake. You know, it's like a figure eight sort of and and we're like holy shit we're never gonna but you know what though we got out we were on the third and the half floor is what it was went to our thing got back walked up and i mean there was the car it was never easier to find a car in a ramp i was like wow there's something strange about this like it really worked even though it seemed really abstract yeah but especially when you get downtown st paulo's ramps are I mean, I, I'm geographically challenged, always have been, but it's, so it's, it's, it's hard to find your way out of the ramps because they're not <laughs> concise like a good Minneapolis ramp. Right. You want to exit on 5th or 7th. Yeah, you know? exactly. And it's like, oh, this makes sense. In St. Paul, you're just exiting, and you're like, I don't know where I am. Yeah, because they exit you into an alley half right. the times. And it's, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, and you're not, you're not going north, south, east, or west. You're going, like, up. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't, why am I doing it? I should be going on one of the streets uh-huh. that goes this way. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a it's a screwy little city, but I will say, we do love St. Paul. So there you go. All right. So that's where you're uh, you're based now, huh? Are I you am, still baking? I am baking. I'm baking uh, out in White Bear Lake now. Um, really? Yeah. Well, so that's which, a which is hard because I was in St. Paul proper for three decades. Yeah. Right. And uh, but you know my industry is changed and uh the way you people are receiving food is changing yeah and it's harder and harder and harder and i don't want to get political but i'm just saying the government makes it more difficult for people like us to prepare foods and make them cost effective and make them healthy see i don't see that as being political well right you know know what i mean well you're holding back right but well i'm saying yeah i mean if I got into the hows and the whys yeah. of doing it, I would open up Pandora's box. And I mean, that would be like a 72 episode thing. And Ken Burns would call me up and he kind of annoys me. But. So, well, why don't, why don't you explain exactly? So you are a baker here in town. And you've well, I'm been a baker. the baker All right. in town. Yep. I, mean, I stand corrected. Well, thank I you. I mean, Danny, you are the baker. I'd appreciate it. Uh, stronger yeah. research on the next show. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Well, well like I said, we don't do any research. Is that true? It I, is true. I'm not only the baker in town, but when it comes to bread in particular, do a thing called a Google search. And I mean, Klecko yeah. is up on the top of, of everything. I, I got it right um, here. Are you internationally I, recognized? I, I've been sent to Russia to teach the Russians how to bake Russian bread. Oh no shit. I've worked everywhere from the northern diamond mines of Siberia 
down to the Black Sea in Sochi prior to the Olympic bid. Uh, Moscow, you know, I've been in you and out. You didn't bring any Africa bread with times. you. No, I didn't. I didn't. But because I'm in Minneapolis, where I figured you'd, you'd probably be gluten free. You know what? Right? I bet so. you could just look in the studio and. You know, make a loaf of bread out of something. No, probably. <laughs> That's you know. what I'm thinking. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> uh, yeah, gluten free. Thanks. I like that one. Yeah, that oh, a, yeah. I, I got that one. No, I'll get, all right. Yeah, that was, that was good. Uh, no, it, so part of the reason we don't do research is, is just it, there's this unfair advantage I feel like you have if not unfair advantage. I don't know you. So right. I, I want to get to know you. No, and, and I, but I, you're like the bread. Bread. I am. I'm. I'm the bread. The dude. bread guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, I say, you're a poet. I am a poet. Well, see the you thing. You can't I'm, do two I'm, things. Well, kinda, dude, you got a lot going on. That's all like, I got to say. Well, kind of all... like Edison. <laughs> yeah. You know, you figure. How does one guy have? Wait you know, seventy. Are you, are you Bredesen? <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, and Bredesen, but uh, <laughs> but yeah. But I that will say. Um, <laughs> there's three things. I mean, when it comes uh, bread, poetry. And baseball, uh, I mean, I'm better at those than anyone you'll ever meet because that's, I'm like Sherlock Holmes. He doesn't know how to tie his shoes, but he knows how to right. handle forensics, yeah. you know, but uh, those are my you're focus. specialist. Well, I, I really am. And that's yeah. how I've lived my life. And when I first got into baking, only like 8% of baking sales across the nation were bread. And I was not connected. Were the rest like little Debbies and shit? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, cakes and, and uh, all pastries, sweet goods were just, you know, um, where people made money in the industry. Yeah. And to get in the industry, it was very incestuous. I mean, a lot of uh, family-owned things, and they went generation after generation. And I didn't have any tie-in. And so I um, went to school and... Uh, old man uh, uh master kiwis uh looked like job of the hut he had all, he's a jewish guy with white hair and all this bling and uh um, but he taught me uh, i opened super moms when they went into st paul park i developed the 29 cent super velvet loaf and he said you know you don't know shit you don't know anyone in this city so instead of trying to crawl up a ladder where people will drop buckets of nails on you and pee on you and stuff like that yeah. just build your own ladder and scream and so i i created a bread ladder and i had to get uh jobs at several places to make a living you are a poet but uh yeah, <laughs> yeah a bread ladder yeah and and, and that's kind of how it worked uh but and the same thing you know well part of you know people ask me you know i'm in addition to poetry i'm i'm a writer i, I write business columns uh about mm-hmm. the hospitality industry not things that uh not know, out of your purview but no well, i mean I, it goes to people in the industry so if you're in the industry in minnesota western wisconsin eastern dakotas uh you read Cleco because i've I also enjoy gossip. And so I know sure. who's doing what, but healthy gossip, not demeaning gossip. Yeah. Or, you know, because much like your show, um, I'm one of the few people that uh, want to write about positive things. I yeah. like to build the next wave, I like to uh, create things because that's going to affect, you know, the food, the traditions, all the things that take place in your family. So the poetry part came in because when you work uh, bread you work a lot of third shift or mm-hmm. 4 a.m.s and i'll tell you what you stand in front of an oven at two in the morning you're the last person there there's <laughs> right. not a lot else to do other than you know write notes some, and write, write things yeah, stuff down pretty pathetic but you know it's it worked yeah you know. so I, you I grew that. up here right no, Minnesota. I, I was born in los angeles 
I was going to say your ego is too big for Minnesota. You, you couldn't possibly have been generated by no, these Swedes no, and Norwegians. Here. No, I'm a Polak. And, uh, yeah. Well, my, my mother's the Polak. My father's the Mick. But he left in 65. And so after that, we were never allowed to talk about shamrocks or leprechauns. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it kills me because there there is truth there. And I skew really well with Nordic because, uh, you know, I just... Um, and forward and i find it interesting that there's so many uh people in minnesota that are afraid to tell you what they want and and what they need and yeah which is which is uh, you know the minnesota nice thing and mm -hmm. the passive aggressive thing like very it's actually doing everybody a disservice to not to not display proudly what it is you need because if people are actually wanting to help you or get you you know do good for you they kind of need to know what to do right you know well yeah and, and i'm not so sure as many of you are that people in minnesota are nice i that's what i'm saying <laughs> i find texans uh who get stereotyped much nicer and easier to communicate yeah. with than minnesotans i find the people in california um new york is kind of a wash because i mean they're hard they're, there's they're both. hard yeah, right yeah. but yeah. uh but, but but saying that saying that uh people say why do you you know stay here then and to be truthful i was just poor for too long to get out of here if i could i would have got, got i would have got the hell out of here right. a long time ago i'd be in dallas or miami or something like that yeah. but but i'll tell you have you guys both been here for yes. yeah yeah i mean don't don't you feel that once we've endured minnesota winters i mean it makes you a better person you're a stronger person oh it definitely so. does yeah. yeah your endurance i mean the only other place i've spent a lot of time is los angeles you okay. know and that's a you know and and i had to come back here because i couldn't afford los angeles right you know i could barely afford here right but um but <laughs> <laughs> too true yeah but i mean this is you know i do love it here because of because of the cost of living i mean it's sure. a great great place you know but los angeles um, that's a tough city well it's that's a horrible tough city. city it's a super you tough know? and especially when you're you know trying to do art and, yeah and something like this you know i mean it's basically impossible right you know so los angeles uh was not a good fit boston wasn't a really great fit but minneapolis is has a great art scene so yeah absolutely yeah but yeah i know you know so I, so yeah here we yeah, are back to the back to the minnesota nice thing uh I look at it. I've thought. I've lived a lot of different places. I've been around a lot of people. I, I think the fallacy isn't in the idea that Minnesotans are nice. I think we are actually nice. But the but when you hold some population up as those are the nice ones, then the assumption is that everyone else is not nice. And whenever I go anywhere else, I run into every. I run into nice people everywhere. So yeah, like, I, I think the the reality it's, is, we are we you know humans can be nice to each other well, in the moment if you take it a level deeper oh too, yeah yeah let's um, do that you know it's it's not even about nice i mean I, the thing i hear i hear the word progressive mm. on the food scene on lifestyle you know I, I'm, I'm you know what i like about us here yeah people say that our food scene you talk to all the top mm. chefs twin cities are progressive or you talk about um way of life <laughs> uh human rights stuff like progressive and and yeah. uh, but you know it's funny I really enjoy Iowa. You yeah. know, I, I've spent a lot of time. My daughter's in mm -hmm. Omaha, so I passed through there for years. My son uh, went four years to Luther. But, you know, it's even like uh, 
I found it interesting, you know, like uh, with our um, gay population in the Twin Cities, you know, I'm, a lot of my friends say, well, we rival um, San Francisco sure. per capita, things like that. But I was curious why, it, you know, Iowa voted same-sex marriage before even Minnesota right. did, you know. Right. And, yeah. Um, which just goes to your point, you don't have to be a nice person in Minnesota. I mean, there's the whole United States. You can be States. an asshole here, too. There's a lot of nice oh, people. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And and there are nice people other places. And nice is such a crappy thing to, you know, label someone anyway in a certain way. I, I think even, you know, you talk about New York, but no matter where you go, if people recognize that you, you're you a little lost or you need something, or they're, they're almost always happy to help you. Find places. However, I mean, I'm sure we're all in agreement, though, that Wisconsin's pretty horrible, right? I mean, <laughs> but I mean, we can we can at least well, throw that out there. Well, yeah, Wisconsin okay. sucks. Okay. Actually, no, I, I split my time. <laughs> well, and, and our third third uh, host is from she's Scanny. She she grew up in Madison, and I, right? And I but split, we always give her shit. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. And I split my time between Minnesota and Wisconsin, but I don't. No, I did Scanny. in my youth. Is what I'm saying. Uh, but my folks had the, my dad had the good sense to move back out of Wisconsin, come back to Minnesota. Did you raise say the, the rest good of the kids. sense to move out of Wisconsin? Yeah. 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 No, I actually love Wisconsin, but you're right. Oh, yeah. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks. It's Wisconsin. Well, and, and can you, uh, can you just hear that? Scotty accent? And they're like, would you like another piece of sausage and some cheese? Or not. I, I took, I was dropping off one of my friends got married there uh you know his and his wife's it was both their second marriage and they got married in a bar and the bartender married them and Uh being the baker that's wisconsin yeah yeah whenever someone gets married hey can you get us a cake and uh (laughs) but anyways so i drove out there uh gave them the stuff it's a saturday night come back sunday morning i pull into a gas station you know it's a small town like a john cougar video or something right small town there's a 16 year old girl working the till and she's surrounded i mean there's like a horseshoe over her of alcohol bottles and pornographic (laughs) magazines i'm just like dude you would not see this in in saint paul you know we we don't roll that hard you know that is so funny so i just drove through there and i stopped at a gas station and uh, we're, you know, and same thing. I walked into a gas station, and there was a whole thing of uh, nudie porn, mags? porn magazines. Right? And I haven't seen that since I was a kid, yeah. like on my bike. Yeah. And it was the same ones that I remember as a kid. <laughs> right. I was like, "Holy shit, this exists!" And it was like the Hustler and Penthouse barely legal. And, I remember. Right? Yep, and and. Uh, International. What a yeah, what a it, nasty bunch of shit. It was that is, all isn't it? there. Like, it was all there, and I and it and I forgot about that. Well, and, you know, until I saw that, and I was like, "Holy shit, this still exists!" And I turn around, and I go to the girl who's working the counter, right? <laughs> and I go, I go, I, I go, I haven't seen this since I was a, a kid, like sixteen years old. And she laughs, and I go, I go, I got to ask you, like, do you sell these? And she goes, Yeah. She goes, As a matter of fact, and I looked. Adam and and the price was like fifteen bucks, right? Yeah. And I'm like, no, you got to be kidding me. Why do you have so many of these? And she goes, well, you know, believe it or not, dudes will come in and buy like three at a time. And I'm like, are you serious? You know, you you know, it's, it's, they have a cell phone now, <laughs> right. you know, with all this shit, you yeah. know. And but, I couldn't believe it. But but and that's the part that's <laughs> sad is, 
you know, there's a 16-year-old young woman. That's what I'm saying. And oh, she's that's... surrounded by this. And it's just like, she's just trying to make money. And, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, do you, do you suppose, I mean, not in a million years would I want that 16-year-old girl sitting behind the counter being oh. like, in two years, I can get into one of these things. Right. Like, well, yeah. Well, like, yeah I, the girl at the counter where I was was definitely not thinking that. She, no, she was I mean, just like... I asked her, and she goes, well, the owner, we thought about getting rid of them, but she goes, you know what? It's just a supplemental income. You know, she but, goes, we make a few bucks every yeah, month. But, but isn't was it like, fair to huh. put it behind a little bit of a screen somewhere? Like It was weird. It was it, weird. It I, I right honestly had forgot all about that. I, I, you well, know, leave it to Klecko to bring it back. Yeah, and I mean, you're talking in your mind. School. Yeah, yeah. Well, everything I mean, Klecko does is You uh, totally brought me back to... Riding no, around the neighborhood on my yeah, BMX bike. I was just going to say, I'm going to bring you the Schwinn Stingray. But, <laughs> yeah, you, you know, I'm there. I'm there. already there. <laughs> oh, you, you don't even have to really push Jim. Like, he, yeah, he's mm-hmm. he, he kind of got stuck in the uh, crystal dirt, uh, <laughs> hair metal. Uh, right? No. Yeah, yeah. I, but you look know. at him. But, he, but like you, he's got this other side to him. He makes beautiful art. Like, you know. how does that work? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You guys are, are you BMXing in your mind most of the time? Like, are you riding all around on a BMX? Yeah. All the time. See, well, how, how old are you? I'm old, 50. Okay, so see, I thought so because I'm 56. Yep. And that, that Dude, came, you do not look 56 I at know, all. that's because. He said I'm, something about a grandchild at no, some point. I know, but I have still. I a 10 year old. And, no, I, I lead a model lifestyle. Uh, I have a, you know, <laughs> God, work. you look like a pillar, the pillar yeah. of health. Well, I, I yeah, well, I'm kind of young Brando. I like, yeah, it, but, yeah, uh, you definitely got but, that you know, rocking. The, the thing you got to keep in mind is yep. a very fine, li- a fine line between young Brando and not so young Brando. So uh, you're going to realize Good as point. you get five yes. years older, yeah, you're working without a safety net. And you're right, right, every day you get, but yeah, I, I'm, but, but believe me, I'm feeling but, it. But back to the point that what I was saying was it's true. I mean, BMX was half a decade behind me i mean because yeah. we were all about the the schwinn stingrays oh, and yeah. stuff like and yep. you know you were a, a child if you had the bmx oh yeah it yeah. didn't make sense right you know right you had to pedal in first gear the entire time absolutely you know yeah 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 I Look loved it. You did was, you have did, did you have pegs and stuff like so pegs didn't exist no. when I was around. No, that was a that was a later <laughs> thing that happened. But I did have tough twos, which are the mags. <laughs> so you know, right? Look at, right. Look at his face too. He's so excited. Look at Danny's I, I face. Know, I know. I know because it's you know. I mean that and skateboards and yeah. you know and the whole dude. Just look up there. Yeah, I mean, I think that sums it up right, right there. There's a skateboard up there, isn't there? Well, I think the, oh, the priest, free, the, free priest oh, the, the priest, the priest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah. Uh, I mean, that's you know. you know, I brought skateboards to Minneapolis, you know, from California as a kid, elementary now school, you're and and people thought I was an alien, you know. And, sure. But, oh, that was even even in the in the mid '80s. Yeah, yeah people viewed skateboarders as criminals in the Twin yeah i was City. gonna say that's sort of that was the early kind of punky you know, uh, you so know? i'm right about 10 10 years younger right yep and uh so in the in you guys are talking about what it was like in the 80s and I'm, i know in the 90s the skater kids there were more of them but yeah. they were still like highly frowned upon you know that was the group that well but part of that's because they were emotional you know, our our generation emo, of skaters, yes. our skaters, we were like John Wayne, you know, principals. And I mean, when you fell and broke your arm, you just rubbed some dirt on it and kept going. Your generation, a little bit soft, but yeah, right? that's true. That but now, is true. But now it's Scared very to cool to be a skateboarder. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, yep. to me, 
um, there's very few things in, in all seriousness. My generation, um, we didn't do as many of the tricks and things like that. We just sure. skated the streets. We used them for transportation, and we did some of this uh, stuff. But uh, gosh, I mean, there's very few things in my life that have actually given me a physical sensation that where I felt as you know uh, good or free or whatever is being on your deck. Uh, when I got my one job down on West Seventh. This was like right about the time I was just about to get married. I got married when I was like 18, 19, something Oh, like yeah, that. why not? And so, you know, my wife had the car, you know, but um, I'd have to go up Warner Road to Highway 61 because I lived in Newport. And I'd skate from 94 down into Newport at like 3 in the morning. And it was just all downhill. Yeah. And I, I mean, you can't go the other way, but, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's cool. I mean, that's kind of what people did back then. They skated the, the streets. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and you don't, because people drive like assholes, you don't see kids playing in the streets anymore. Right. Like everybody, I, I get so pissed at people when they drive through my neighborhood at 40 miles an hour, like cars lining both sides, kids out playing, and they still got to blow through stop signs and drive like assholes. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I got to say, you know, and I... I don't even want to say this because now I'm going to sound like, you know, like my grandparents' generation. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, what the hell? Kids don't even play. They sit in their goddamn bedrooms and play video games all day. That's true. You know, I mean, when's the last time you went by a baseball field and saw a pickup game? You know, I'm going to stop and, you know, pull back. But I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, when, when we skated, when we skated, there would be packs of 40 boys nine girls yeah just, yeah and, and it sounded like a herd coming through yeah that was cool yep you know that is cool you know it's funny because living in the city i do get the impression that kids don't play outside and i and it bothers me but you drive out into the you drive out into the suburbs and you'll see a bunch of kids at parks or playing right. out in front yards you drive out even further and they're still living the same you know the same lives it's just that we like We've gotten to the point where we don't trust anyone, and we think the kids are going to die if they go outside, so well, they might as well sit and play inside. Well, I don't want to minimalize the bad things that can happen out no, there on either. the streets. I don't uh, either. No, it's on a serious note. However, I'll say a lot of it's approach, too. My family, my mother's second husband, uh, you know, was affiliated with some people who may or may not have been you know, hitmen. <laughs> sure. Don't read about it in the book. Um <laughs> Uh, but you know what? What we were taught from a young age wasn't how. I mean, uh, you know how to fight back, how to be aware of danger. Yep. I mean, it, it wasn't about being a bully, and, and that's why I think it makes it difficult for for kids in today's world because they're taught this uh, passivity to just you know always be defensive and whatever. But we were taught to attack, and when that mentality leaves a, a generation, you know, um, it, it just kind of changes thing. I mean, yeah. people when I was. 15 years old there wasn't guys your age that would have you know come in my direction yeah yeah and and i think uh we don't kids don't because there's always a parent there's always an adult there to tell them how to resolve a conflict like they don't learn conflict resolution on their own in the way we would have when we were kids because like when I wasn't on a skateboard. I was riding my bike, but we'd go play football all the time at the park down the street. And so, the, like you said, there's, there'd be like 15 boys and a couple of girls riding their bikes to some park somewhere to play a game. And when 
when the rules needed to be established and when someone got out of line, that group of kids solved the problem. Absolutely. Someone had to step up and solve the problem. And occasionally, one of them would haul off and punch the other one, and then that group would stop that person from beating the crap out of the other one, you know? And then we'd look at them and be like, well, you you did this, and then finally it would resolve, and we'd get back to playing football. And and now, like, you, the, people just do not send their kids to do that and figure that crap out on their own, and really, I think we should be. Yeah. Well, some kids... I mean, in my neighborhood, I mean, the basketball court is always packed, and the kids are always... I mean, every weekend... Are you fact-checking me? I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You, we don't deal in facts yeah, here. Yeah, I'm just saying. You know that. Some this things is still exist. all hyperbole, yeah. Jim. Right, right. We don't do facts. And thank God I don't live, you know, like back in the day in Crystal <laughs> where I just got beat up all the time. No, no, no. You were in you Crystal? Know. Yeah. Yeah. 3512 Hampshire. Woo! That was me, baby. Fifty four hundred two Fairview. Oh yeah. Oh, so you're on the bad side of town. Okay. Yeah. That's why. Hence, <laughs> hence right. getting beat Wait up. a minute. There isn't a good side and a bad there side. Is. Oh, yes, oh, there, there is. In the seventies, yes, are you kidding oh, me? Oh, it was all bad. I was in no. the promised land. <laughs> yeah. I, I, was I was in milk and honey <laughs> and right. manna. So you know, humans. right? Oh yeah. Yeah. I oh, probably yeah. hit you at Lions Park. <laughs> oh. Right. <laughs> You know, uh, Danny, that might have happened. Right, because you were six but years you're a lot younger, bigger right? Than me, so I and you were six years younger, so yeah, of course I would have Yeah, I probably I was you. trying to, you know, get a tennis game going over there, and <laughs> oh, you, you came over and... Tennis. And there's a guy with yeah, a tennis racket. Yeah, I used to play tennis. Get him. Yeah. Oh, for sure. No, no one they, played tennis in Crystal. No, no but I... Do you guys... No, well, oh, see, ahead. yes and... Or do we have... Yeah, no, no, no we're good. Oh, we're good. That's just an indication. Yes and no. We dent at your point, but prior to it, we had that whole Bobby Riggs, Billie Jean King thing. That yeah, was yeah, badass. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah just like uh, so. There were a few years where people were. Well, it was cool th- for a couple years, but, yeah, but it then was. it kind of got not cool. And, right. and then we were even forced to play chess when <laughs> when Fisher and Spatsky. <laughs> yeah, went at yeah. It. We, yeah. Hey, so. did, where did you go to high school? Uh, I went to Armstrong, Robinsdale, and Cooper. All three of them. Holy shit! Well, I was, was a, I was a Cooper. Yeah. So Cooper is where yeah, that was um where I graduated. But okay. you're both Cooper grads. Yeah. Armstrong. Holy shit. You probably know people. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. So I mean, um but we started off there and Armstrong had modular scheduling. Okay. If you recall. Yep. And yep. and I didn't do as well with that. And then You Rob, needed structure. Yeah, and, and then Robinsdale <laughs> there was talk of it getting closed down and stuff. But Cooper is I I, I had good teachers. I, I thrived. So yeah. good. Yep. Well, because you came from the land of milk and honey. Well, right. they, you were they, on, knew, they knew you were, you were on the special. good side of Crystal. Yeah. Right. Do you guys, uh, are you familiar with the Waffle Belly? Do you know what a Waffle Belly is? Mm, no. I don't think so. Okay. It, it's, a, it's a camp thing. And, it's, and you know, you got to remember that yeah, camps are affluent places. No, but it's tennis related, right? right. So you take a... Kids so, from so Crystal the, didn't go to camp. No, but if you were walking around with a tennis racket, right? Yeah. Then let's say Danny, Danny, who's six years older, right? He comes up to you. He punches you once. You fall down on the ground crying, right? Yeah. And then he grabs your tennis racket and, and he slaps it on your stomach. And then you rub it really hard with like oh, a, that's a, co- a comb or a brush or something. You know, anything you can find that you can rub it really hard. And then you get these that white lines like with just red. The kind of bullshit that happened. In yeah, Crystal. that's yeah. what I'm saying. You know, that's, yeah. that's exactly classic right. bully must, stuff. Right you there. must have just rolled your well, bike through Crystal, slapping and some. The thing is, <laughs> while that took place, there was like. 
12 garages open up and in those garages were 12 white men sitting in lawn chairs drinking special export laughing that's holy right. yeah. shit oh, look at them My beat the crap God. out of that little yeah. jimmy i think that's little jimmy from down the block. Uh, oh he needs and, it and if one of the 12 were the kid getting waffled if it was their dad they'd say get up hey, knock him out not knowing that the kid he was getting attacked by was like 12 years older <laughs> But I mean, that was the world. I know it was. I mean, you and just you just brought me back once again. Did, you are you are hitting all the hits right now you, with me. Did you go to Carl Sandburg Junior High? No, I didn't. I went to Hosterman. Oh, okay, see, yeah, yeah, right. Oh, the yeah. right? You, you know what that I means? I mean, I didn't have it easy, man. No, no, but God, you know. Well, I'm going to save a story af- <laughs> okay. after the break. We'll take uh, a little okay. break. Yeah, I mean, should we take a break now? Yeah. Or, let, I mean, if you guys want to take a break, uh, let's, let's, <laughs> let's take, take a, break. a quick little break. Let's take All a right, break. Sure. I, you know, my I've I've gotten a little bit of feedback about the fact that we we're, we're humming right along and then we jump into these breaks with no warning. So let's give them just like a a quick little warning. Ready? Just a little silent time. A little hey. Or how about a countdown? It's, it's break time. Five, you guys four, ever count three, down two, the break? You can there it is. count it down, Klecko. Okay, we're gonna count down the break down in five, <laughs> four, three, two. Break time. Today's show is brought to you by the Andalin app, a first-of-its-kind digital legacy preservation app that allows you to digitally attach photos, videos, and audio recordings to the places and objects you love. Imagine hearing your grandmother's voice telling the stories of your family heirlooms. Preserve your memories, prepare for the future, and share with those you love. Andalin, available in the App Store and Google Play. Visit andalin.app for more information. Need some help with a construction project? Looking for thoughtful design and honest answers about what is possible and what is not? Kinetic Design Build is a full-service boutique modeler servicing residential and commercial clients in the Twin Cities. Design and build with purpose. Visit kineticdesignbuild.com to request a consultation. Packing for a trip? Let Pack Simply give you a little help by delivering travel-safe products directly to your door in an airport security-safe pouch. Unbelievably easy and surprisingly simple. Make your life easier. Visit PackSimply.com. Interested in art? James Holmberg is both an artist and an art consultant. His strong connections in the Minnesota art world give him a unique perspective on the talented pool of artists from our region. Let James guide you to an original work that will come alive in your home. Visit jamesholmberg.com to find out more. All right. Do you want to go on a wilderness adventure with me, Sam? Or maybe you know a group of kids who could benefit from an extended break from their electronics. Or maybe you just need a break from those kids. Visit earthedfound.org for more information about how to get started. For information about becoming a sponsor of Legacy Matters, please visit LegacyMattersPodcast.com All right, we're back. We are back. All right, so... All right, Danny, you were going to tell a story, though, right, right before the break. Oh, yeah, that's break. right. right. I, I, and, and, and now I don't know. Do you remember it? Because this did. break went on for a long time. Well, we were, we were um, in the break talking about <laughs> suburban mischief and, <laughs> right. and how evil the suburbs can be. But uh, yeah. anyways, yeah, what I wanted to talk about was uh, uh, 1976. Uh, I started 
junior high school at Carl Sandburg Junior High. Yeah. Uh, same um, high school that Lee Svitakdin, taste editor for the Star Tribune, um, oh. you know, went as well. But when I was going, um, we found out we were in a in a class. It was experimental where the boys had to take for the first time ever home ec. Oh, yeah. And the girls had to take industrial arts. Okay. And so all of the men in our neighborhood, you know, we didn't understand phrases like homophobic or things like that. We just kind of knew that you probably weren't supposed to be gay. That And, and it was told to us as sideways uh, because that in our culture was perceived as bad. Right. And so they told us if you go and take home ec, you're going to be different than everyone else. And so just... just <laughs> it was going to gay you up? Yeah. It, no. It, and so God. anyways... But it, but it was very serious. And so, I mean, in seventh grade, my first day, period six, I had Miss Williams, and I had uh, cooking. And she put me with three nice-looking women, and we made apple crisp. I swear to God, I never touched a wrench after that. I can't fix shit. But, you know, I've been cooking um, ever since. But so um, when, I, when I wrote my most recent book, I thought about what to do with the uh, dedication and who did I really want to thank. So I thanked uh, the home ec teachers of District 281, particularly yeah. thinking of her. And I'll tell you, it just sparked uh, a big wave of people like saw it and they uh, were writing into the newspaper editorials and stuff like that, talking about a resurgence of home ec. But what happened was my wife was looking through the book and she saw that and she said, well, have you contacted her and told her? And I started doing the math in my head, and I thought, oh, she might not even be alive. And right. I said, yeah, I'm not sure, baby, if she's even alive. And she said, you know, you're a lot of things, but you've never been a coward. You need to find out. Sure. So I called District 281, and they said they couldn't give me the details, but they could look, and they found her. She said she'd talked to me, so I went out in the parking lot at work and uh and talked with her about this and i said we were so frightened and i said but you know without you i said i'm a big deal i've made a lot of money i've traveled the world i've done everything i've had the best life of anyone on the planet all because of you and then she just sat there and paused i said were you nervous having us boys and she said oh yeah i didn't sleep that whole summer before because i was afraid that i was going to change the moral fiber of the community and I said, really? oh, you thought you were going to make us in the girl. She said, well, back then we didn't have sexuality, but it just wasn't right. But then all of a sudden I saw boys like you flourish. And, and, and to be honest with you, a lot of you took it more seriously than, than the women. So that was one of the best parts of my learning curve as a teacher. So Wow. Yeah. That's what, a, really, what an odd era, right? Yeah. I mean, like to, to, you lived through the point where they decided, okay, we're going to shift everything a little bit right you know with one right because something as simple as just for girls at that time that's so weird well and 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 or 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 queers you know queers could do it too you know and 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 did they did did, were there guys that did it but everyone was like oh oh, we know that kid's doing it because he's gay oh absolutely and 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 so when i decided um (laughs) because you know yeah i know i i i i've just it's never i was my single mother was a flower child so i was raised to sure to believe and accept everybody and uh um so i mean it didn't really intimidate me um that much but i, I gotta say i went to baking school at dunwoody they used to have yeah. a great baking program so i lived downtown 
And uh, my grandfather um, came to visit me. And in my little studio apartment, he saw my craftsman toolbox. And his eyes lit up. He just zooms <laughs> past me. He doesn't even say a word. He doesn't ask permission. He opens it up. But then all of a sudden, he sees like, fondant wheels and right. things like and you could just see how disappointed he was he didn't say anything bad but it's just like so it was kind of like being outed for being involved in the culinary world now i mean right. people don't know this because they have food network and these you know board well, games and are, chefs star. are highly regarded right yeah. now. and i came and up- I, I don't know were they not back Mm-mm. in the no you're there, there there was no chefs there was a in cook. There, there wasn't was there yeah. and you know if you were a cook and you showed up to a, a party in the suburbs. I mean, parents would say, keep your kids away from that guy or whatever. <laughs> when cook. I first yeah. started doing events, you know, I've been doing events for, you know, 40 years. But when yeah. I first started doing them, I, uh, I'd have to, like, give someone a carton of Marlboros and 20 bucks to let, to let them <laughs> let me work the event or whatever. Okay. You know, that's, you know, how you got to see yeah, yeah. and be a part of it. But, you know... Uh, you know, you get a couple good ones. I I, I did uh, uh, Gorbachev spread when he was in town, and that you know, Gorby. Yeah, I did the uh, Archduke of Austria, mm-hmm. which is still the table bread at the St. Paul Hotel. You know, so you get nice. a couple under your. It's kind of like right. a hit song. It's yeah. like why does Dream Academy have one hit song and fade away, but then someone else, you know? Yep. So, mm-hmm. but you don't know that reference. You're metal. <laughs> well, I, I believe me. Oh, I, he's good I know at all music. All the the references. Yeah, trust. Yeah, me. music. Yeah, so I have, what, I have what's, a huge... what's Dream Academy's one hit wonder? Oh gosh! Yeah, well, now you put me on the spot. No, I know. Yeah. Hey, the whole world's watching. No pressure. <laughs> I can't think of life it right in the now. northern town. Oh, oh that's okay. a good one. That's okay. a good one. Okay. Down, down, down. Yes, I do know it, life and it, it could be in that pile town. up there yep. too. Okay, okay. <laughs> so yeah. it, it might be. It might be. Uh, we we I tell this story, but we had Laserbeak in and. and Beak's talking about this band he was in before when he was a kid that was quite successful. And he says, Plastic Constellations. And Jim goes, oh, I got your CD. And sure enough, we find it. He pulls it out of there. And Beak didn't even have a copy of his own CD. So... Jim's Jim's pretty good with the old uh, music I've stuff. Got the music but I, Strange I, I, references. That's that's kind of the nice uh, thing, you know. My my son, because um, when I was younger, like many of you, I mean, yep. I, I understood um, what bands, you know, were interesting. And and back then, we all went to clubs every night. We all went to you know the Uptown or yep. or Uncle Sam's or oh, uh, Jay's Longhorn Uncle or places Sam's. like that or, or yeah. the Iron Horse, <laughs> right? But don't tell anyone. <laughs> no, but, but, well, the, the Jim talks out about of the it bag all the time. Iron Horse at this point. So, but, um, <laughs> but my son will come over to my house, and probably the favorite thing I do in, in my mm-hmm. my world in 2020 is when my son will come over and uh, show me YouTube videos of like the newest hot Japanese band or, or, yeah, or right. like, you know, who'd he, he turned me on like last year to pale waves. Okay. I had no idea. And there, and he said, these are suburban emo. And I'm like, well, what the hell is suburban emo? God, I, I don't even know, you know pale what? waves. Pale waves. They, they came here. Uh, they, they, uh, Opened up a couple of years ago for the 1976. Uh, okay, uh, and I love them. But then they came here and did a solo thing at the Amsterdam. They're better than 76, I think. But, okay. But uh, they were optimistic goth. They're happy, but but suburban goth 
no tattoos, no piercings, oh, and and dark no, lips though. And, and, oh, dark lips, yeah. Yeah. But no apologies yeah. for, for being functional. Right. You know, and, and I yeah, kind of yeah. dig that. You know, ah, people who aren't okay. afraid to be right. positive right. on who they are. You Suburban know I mean? goth, though, is you, that is that a? F- I, I, it's 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 coined by the culture. Yeah. But if if you if you call them that or I did, they would probably roll their eyes. But yeah, it's okay. really what it is. Right. It's suburban kids uh, without any. Um, yeah, apologies. Right, or or tattoos or piercings. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! So I, I mean, I'm in. Uh, I, I, I got to check this out. <laughs> Pale waves. So I grew up. I, let's say I came through school ten years after you. Right. Home ec was for boys and girls. It wasn't even a thing that got talked about as if it wasn't for boys or girls. Shop class was for boys and girls. So you guys, you guys were there when it was being transitioned over, and already ten years later, no one thought a thing of it. Isn't right. that funny? It, right. Well, so even even between you and I, I mean, I, and maybe I just don't remember it very clear, but yeah, home ec was, I loved it. And and I was big into sewing, yeah. actually. No, right? Oh, me too. Yeah. yeah. And, right. and when I went to MCAD, I took, I was going to major in fashion. fashion. Yeah. yeah. So I took fashion classes because it was offered then. And uh, yeah, so I'm pretty good sewer actually right yeah. and and you know the, horrible cook though well but the, but the thing that i've learned <laughs> you know especially i mean people listening to podcasts can't yeah. see me but i'm i'm a big guy you are a big guy and i and, would not want to get punched by you well yeah <laughs> as and, we were talking but, about but, our childhood but <laughs> oftentimes like when i'm out in public you know people will move to the other side of the street or i mean they're they're feel uh intimidated by my my physicality or, or whatever sure. yep but you know so when you are thug or appear to be thug, you can use that to your advantage. And I've always felt that we can't all use the same tools. But I knew at a young age that if I could cook yeah. and I could write poetry, I mean, I learned from Brando. He went the opposite direction of what people anticipated he should do. And, and you cook for women, um, your life is going to be beautiful. I mean, I've always had um, women friends um and, and that's a nice energy and i have guy friends too of course but yep. you know it's just it's nice to be able to uh um return something because i mean many of the women in my circle their biggest gripe is uh that nobody helps them with the domestic and, and as we sure. talk about a progressive society ask them how helpful their spouses are you so know? so i've got two boys 10 and 12 and like they are they are very aware that things things and uh like objects colors professions they aren't sexual that has nothing to do in their world right there is not you know there is no reason why my son can't wear a pair of pink shoes he doesn't he doesn't care and he's like dad it's just a color get over it and i'm like dude you're totally right i get it you know uh they would never think like no boys don't go you know boys don't do play the flute or something you know like they don't think that way anymore and no. they're, they're not taught no. and, and why would they why would what was it what was going on that you had to like in order to be a man you you had to be a horseshit cook <laughs> you know right. like it's not tied to manliness well, it's funny i mean i grew up with my dad doing majority of the cooking he did you? Only, yeah, yeah, my dad's an awfully yeah. good. Well, so is my mother, but yeah, and I love my cooking. dad was but, much better than my mom. But I will say there is an element. I've worked with many young men with man buns and Crocs, and I call them on it every goddamn time. <laughs> Thank and I'm you. Like, I'm like, 
Come on, dude, man, uh, because it has nothing to do with gender. It just has everything to do with being a guy with a man bun and Crocs, but you know. Old school, Klecko. But, but you know, I only do it because they love it. I mean, yeah, they, yeah but you know. And it's, if it's done in a loving way. Well, but you know, that's part of it, and I think that's where uh, today in the world, you can't give people any grief without repercussions, you know, like well, I coached Little League in St. Paul for 25 years, and, you know, I yelled. I was a yeller, <laughs> but you know what else I did? I told my kids, I love you. Yeah, And, right. and even though it was against the rules, and sometimes I was admonished uh, by some people, <laughs> when a kid would get, you know, like a kid who hadn't got a hit yeah. for the first five games, that kid gets a base hit, I'd run down to first base and I'd give him a hug. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, yep. you're talking about 10 through 12-year-old children. I, I love and it. you learn how to put the bat on a ball, man. It's going to change your life. You right. Know? Yep. right. So my son took to baseball last year, my eldest, and uh, he's nonstop ever since. Like, he, he was not – he was always had a strong arm and he could throw a ball up and hit it, but he never, never understood baseball in the uh-huh. least. But uh, once he got into it, He's super into it, but he loves pitching now, and he's quite good. But he's 12 years old, you know. I'm not anticipating right, he's going to be a pitcher forever. But he's one of the kids who can throw the ball across the plate. Right. But when he goes in, uh, so he this past season he was often the, the they only pitched two innings, so he was right. the second pitcher. And I'd and I'd say as he's walking out loudly, like Tyson, listen, I love you. Don't don't worry about you got this. You're going to do great, and don't think about the fact that the entire game is riding on your shoulders right, right now, and you'll disappoint every every single one of these people if you lose this game. And the other parents would look at me like, oh, my God, I can't believe you just said that to that poor kid. Yeah. And Tyson throws me a smile. He's like, shut up, Dad. You're fine. Well, absolutely. <laughs> you know? But you know, that's one of the things that I did is I, I would not allow parents – you know, I mean, when when they're in my control, get away. You know. I mean, yeah. But it's good. What, 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 yeah, when he's not pitching, what is he? Middle infielder or? Uh, yeah, he's uh, second base yeah, a lot see, of times. You, yeah. you know, see, I, you right. can tell. You look at the dad and look at the body and whatever. <laughs> but no, I mean, you know, you're, I, I mean, you yes. are a total shortstop second base. Yeah, right. You're, you're definitely not <laughs> Fair a, a catcher or left fielder. No, no, not no. a catcher. No, no. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I love his appreciation. I, it it well, made me like watching baseball again. So I, I, let me ask you this, um, since you're, you guys are you know sports or whatever a little bit. Uh, greatest moment of my life, of my entire life, my son was um, the captain of the Highland Park football team. Uh, he was uh, um, there when they beat Central for the first time okay. on his birthday or whatever. But we yeah. went to Minneapolis for the championship, and they beat Washburn. That's and, a big deal. It was huge. And and so I'm sitting in the parking lot after the game, you know, because he wants to come home with me instead of taking the team bus, which I thought as a father was a great thing. That you know, is. But I, I had to wait 40 minutes, so I got pissed. Right. And when he jumps <laughs> in the car, I said, what the hell took so long? He said, my coach gave us a speech saying, I'm going to talk to you uh, guys and let you know that if five years from now um, you tell me this is the greatest moment in your life, I'm going to be disappointed. And I told him, I said, you know, no disrespect, but your coach is full of shit. You beat Minneapolis <laughs> right. in the city championship. That's better than the cure Washburn for cancer. Is good too. So, but but what yeah. do you think? I mean, now now with everything that we know, yeah. would you want your young son playing football with uh, all the? No. Yeah, because uh, I think the enrollment's down. It, yeah, well, I mean, actually, so our our kids do. That's our true. Football kids. Uh-huh. Um, the oldest one. 
walked in, walked on um, San Diego State. Okay. Uh, which is D1, and now sure. he's no longer with them. Um, but but that was a big... So to answer your question, enrollment has gone down dramatically. So they're Southwest uh, sure. kids. And Southwest, I mean, most parents don't let the kids... that The, the kids that are of the physical stature right. that should be playing are not. Because because the parents are smart enough to say no, you're not playing. Yeah, I mean, you I know, it's, I think it's, it's and it, I mean smart enough. It, it's just no, I get it's, you. It's, it's right. just you know, it is what it is today. Because when you're that age, I mean, I well, mean, you're invincible. You'll, you'll walk through bombs without oh, even yeah. hesitating. For sure, right, for know? sure. But but the world of concussions right now is is definitely. I think you know, that's unique, though. Urban versus rural. I don't think. I don't think my cousins out in Elk River, I, I, I don't think they're thinking I'm not putting my kids in football. It's still a big thing. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, well, Edina's got a great uh, football Yeah. I mean, I, I, program. I think it's all fine. And if, but, but you really kind of have to look at it and think like knowing that you're going to be, that you're going to be in pain when you're 50 because you did these things when you were 18. Like, do I really want to let you do that? I don't know. Right. It's, it's a tough, tough call. Well, I, when am I, kid was playing down at luther he's a linebacker down there and i saw the this guy at the end of the game you know we're all walking off the field and i thought he was like he was in the corner i said is he praying he's like no he just has a concussion <laughs> and i'm like right how come all the coaches are bit i mean they'll get there but you right. know and, and, it takes and, and, a while well no i mean and, and he wasn't even being facetious and now right. there's so much going on they they had already yeah. diagnosed the kid right you know and given yep. him protocol or whatever but yeah. i mean um, at the same time, not to pile on and be sad, but I mean, I you know there was a kid on his squad got hauled off on a chopper, paralyzed for life. I mean, the game has changed with the size. Their their little guys are bigger than me, and I'm a big I guy. Oh, that's I, know. I mean those high school games. I mean when when we're sitting there watching them. I mean I'm like holy shit. Some of the I mean there are big and they big run so fast dudes. and they wow. hit so hard and and some of my like inside sources and i have many um, <laughs> have told me like even in d3 where if you're in d3 you don't have a prayer of the nfl right no. so i mean this no. is your last hurrah uh it told me three quarters of those kids are on steroids so when your bodies are that big yeah. and, and moving that fast and they don't wrap you up and tackle anymore they just torpedo you yeah so yeah. just bam so are you, are you still in the fashion is that your thing oh yeah yeah i mean well not no, so much anymore. No, I, I, in fact, no. Well, I mean, I was for a long time, you know. Um, you know, when I was in college, uh, I, I, yeah, so I thought like, like 40 years ago or something, yeah, like 40 years ago, you know, so, I thought, I thought, I definitely thought of designing clothes. Did you watch all the project runways? I did, did yeah. you? Right, yeah, yeah. okay, see. I did, yeah. absolutely. And, and I'll still catch a few yeah. episodes, you know, I mean, I love it. Um, and if Sarah and I were, if Sarah was here, I mean, Sarah and I talk fashion. All you do the time. talk fashion. That's we true. do. You I, know, and, and you're you're not involved in that. I can't. Okay, no. okay. It's, it's, he I, can only handle so much. Well, and <laughs> it's then, just things you like, right? Like, yeah. I, you know, I don't. It it doesn't. If I could wear the same thing every day and get away with it, and no one cared, I, which I basically do anyway. So Isaac Mizrahi came to MCAD. Sure, and we got to participate in a runway show, and so I was a stylist for um, Bloomingdale's oh, for right. for quite a while, actually. So that was fun. Yeah, that was a good time. Yeah. So so yeah, 
you know, I was I was pretty into it. And then I got to do a little internship, a very small internship with Isaac Mizrahi. So so that was nice and kind of help uh, style the clothes and prep it for a runway. You know what else he used you to know? do? He used to do, do, uh, do art, wildlife, wildlife, like ducks and shit. No, really? this is his art now. Well, but when so, he was a kid, yeah, he did ducks. Course. You know, when you're growing up in Crystal, like, what do you paint? You paint ducks and deer. You know, that's what I did. That's how I started out. You know, ducks are like the most evil animal on the planet. Yeah. You know that, right? I, I don't really know that. But, <laughs> duck, well, but you wait know. a minute. But I also used how? to go duck hunting, too, you know, and blast Because well, you got to kill the little bastards because they're yeah. e- evil. What, what makes you say a duck is evil? No, they are. I mean, they, well, I don't even want to like make people sad or whatever, but I mean, they participate in gang rapes. Uh, ducks are ga- a g- gang raping species. Oh, I know nothing they, about they, this. And they have nine inch corkscrew penises. And, uh, no, no they true. don't. They do too. A they duck? do too. A duck? They do. And, and, um, they, they're, this sounds like an urban legend. But I mean, no, they're Sam, necro- Google it. No, it's true. <laughs> and they're necrophiliacs. Even if it, if they find a dead duck, they'll you know. And I don't even want to go there. But like, you know, you're you bringing, don't want to, but no, you did. But he's bringing this whole duck worshiping thing in front of me said, in, in our I podcast. No, I said people. was that I painted a couple of duck paintings, and they're up there. No, in the I know, somewhere. but and that's <laughs> I'm feeling unnerved by it. Yeah, well, now it's true. Though. I mean, in some ways, now I'm bringing the. Duck Duck back. I'm not, I mean, I'm going large scale. If I Google no. duck penis, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have like and who knows what's gonna come and up, and then forever I'm gonna be dude. trying to the, you do it. The duck okay. vagina. Oh god, it, it has uh, different gateways, and I mean because it's it's meant, so even the ladies are evil. Oh, they have they have like for <laughs> for the duck sperm, it can get roadblocked and all kinds of it's it's the, like one of the most complex things in the animal kingdom i mean it's here every day but you guys once again you don't like to research things and so cleco has to come onto the show and educate your program and fix our well i'm sure that uh you know now now being almost 90 episodes in i'm sure that every listener that's listening is like Finally, I know about duck penises and duck vaginas. Thank uh, God and, they educated us on well, that. Then your interns are going to be, you know, like <laughs> interns. Well, yeah, I'm trying to <laughs> no, give I you mean, street I mean, cred. Your well, interns yeah. are going to be barraged by we want Klecko back, you know, and stuff like that. And, All right. Well, I did Google it. So okay. I, I don't know about the nine inch thing. No, but uh, so, certain ducks, just but, just big ducks. But the corkscrew is correct, and there's a photo of it. Here too. Right? Yeah. I mean. So just so you can see. Oh, there it is. God. I never oh, seen Jesus. What do you think? I think I come on your show and make stuff you up. You turn this into Howard Stern. I don't need, need to. All the time, you know? I don't need to. You turned, you a, you turned a clean whole. Okay. And how is it? You, you look around the community, you think. I want to put some good people on our show so people can, you know, feel better about life and learn about our community. And you think, you know what? A baker can't fuck this up. Like a baker's got to be a good guy, right? And now I've seen a duck penis. Well, let me tell you this. A baker. <laughs> Jeez, in, in, it is long. Uh, I, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, a baker surpri- I'm surprised. throughout history's I'm culture surprised. has been the most noble of all crafts because oh. did you know that the Roman Senate... Um, always left a chair open for a baker. They always had to have one because the baker was the one that everyone hated the miller. The miller would. When What's you, wrong with the miller? Because when you and your family uh, toiled by the sweat of your brow and yeah. you brought your, yeah. your uh, wheat in, they would lock you out and then they would steal from you. The baker would let you come 
in and watch them um, making the product. So they were honest people. Yeah, uh, they were. They were. What, no- what's but the. But no, the, I'm getting it. But the Miller's an honest guy too. Oh, Miller's are assholes <laughs> because they steal from you. And and what are you going to do when they when your family brings I don't know four tons of wheat and they say we're not going to let you in and you say fine then I'm not going to let you mill and then you have four tons of wheat and this wasn't like people oh, who had oh because because lo- the the farmer just grows it right and then the miller mills it. And the millers skimming off the top. Yeah, they would lock them out and steal up to twenty five percent of it, and there was nothing they could do about right, it. Right, because they they needed that person. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. right. So, yeah, but so. anyways, <laughs> throughout society, the baker. You know, I can't tell you how many uh, politicians. And this is no kidding. I mean, how many politicians? Uh, Twin Cities politicians love to take a, a photo op with Klecko, that floppy hat. That resonates to people trust. The baker. I mean, there's just something noble about it, you know? Well, I agree. And I, I didn't want to say it because I'm, I'm only going to embarrass myself by saying this, but I, I bake. And, okay. I, and I love baking. And, and, but I am not necessarily a, a great baker, but I, I make bread. It's, well, it's in my family. Well, we, we do this, you know, we, yeah. we make breads. Um, you should check uh, Kim Odie, Star Tribune. She had a book, uh, Baking with the St. Paul Bread Club. Okay. Uh, it's a great book. It has all the state uh, fair champion uh, bakers in it. But, you know, a good baker is better than a great chef. I mean, because... A, it, what, it, what's, a media, what's a mediocre baker worth then? Like, it just <laughs> just a home baker. You know what, where it comes from, though? My, uh, my grandmother made bread and she you know she had no recipe she just knew what to throw in the bowl and she made bread and it was always so i'll tell you i'll tell you if you want to because at your age you you need to start finding new ways to raise the bar right (laughs) sure um are you familiar with madeleines do you know what madeleines are no they're those little soft cake cookies that look like a seashell yes and they come in a pan that looks like a ice cube tray Yep. And with the 12 forms of the Madeline. Yeah. I put those on my kitchen counter. My mother-in-law comes over, and I just look at her, and like, she's a, you know. Uh, and this uh, wins you points. Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, because she's a Russian Jew, and she's a great cook. She does uh, a lot of uh, traditional things, but even she can't touch that. I mean, it's out of her league. <laughs> and it's not hard, but people are intimidated by science. Gotcha. You yep. know, uh, yeah. you, you mess up a order of spare ribs, you can punch around it and fix it. Yeah. But especially bread. Bread's you know, tough. Yeah, bread is. If it it's bad, it's bad. Yeah, yeah. And, and you've invested hours into it. Yeah, and you, you yeah, know? you can't go back in time. There's no no way to fix it. So, and and that's why earlier when we stated that I'm the best baker and the best poet, I gotta in the ask Twin a cities. few baking questions. Uh, best poet too. Oh, without you, a doubt. Well, <laughs> there's a book right here in front of us of poetry. Well, Listen, but, do you know how many people have have a published book of poetry that? Yeah, but, aren't, but it isn't good. And, and, yeah, but here's. No. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. How many poets in Minnesota, other than Klecko, were in the Washington Post? Ooh. How many poets were featured in the Chicago Tribune? Ooh. You know, but, None. but but do you None. think do you think Ooh. the MFA writers want to talk about that? You know what they do? Well, and no oh. bullshit. Okay, they, I like in, this. Instead of talking about Klecko the poet, they call him a performer. See, because that oh, way yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. can't compete against my charisma. Uh. They, but 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 technically. 
I studied like in the Hemingway camp. I hung out with newspaper people. It's brief, brevity, no adjectives. Fewer words. Oh, you're right. And just strike hard. No waste. Just fireball. Get, get, boom. Get so, to the point. So, but yeah. We are, right. I mean, we can keep talking. I could tell we could keep talking all day. If well, we I do want to ask something here real well, quick. Well, I have some questions well, too. You right. go ahead. No, right. no, you go ahead. But, oh, oh. but I'm just saying we're not okay. wrapping yeah, it up. Yeah, We've yeah, got yeah. enough time. The crystal, crystal references Trump baking. So. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> and this is kind of a crystal. It, it kind of brings it back to Cooper because you had mentioned that you went to Cooper and you would talk to some of the kids and and whatnot. You know, I mean, do you find some of these kids? Are you are the kids coming to you and asking to you know do an internship at all? Or yeah, I mean, they, they used like to when I, when I was CEO at yeah. my last place. I mean, I had that, um, but you know, right now, to be honest with you, it's it's uh, it's such a tough world, yeah. hospitality. And when I got into it, there was. Uh, all kinds of benefits and they're all gone now but what i do like to do uh and i'm not trying to discourage anyone from taking it up as a vocation but you got to be a little bit nuts to be a baker you really do yeah yeah i mean the hours are crazy so there's a total level of social retardation you have to and like like what i was saying about you know with me i am manic i am focused i mean i don't take any joy in the process of cooking because okay. everything's measured like no one will cook with me at home because there's no tv there's no talk the joy comes <laughs> after <laughs> when, when, when people complete. are enjoying it yeah you know and you and, can't even loosen up at home zero right zero. i mean because that's how i'm trained but, <laughs> sure. but but and through my work i learned that and and you know that's one thing i find that that young people like because I'm a control freak, you know, and 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 people, uh, when you can, con- you know, control your environment around you, that uh, promotes confidence, and that's the number one thing that even adults. I mean, people. I've sat in board meetings at Pillsbury and General Mills, and and they're intimidated by me, and some just think I'm an asshole, but I'm confident. And and when you learn um, one system or two systems really well, and just do, I've done. I've baked millions of loaves of bread in my life. So yeah. that's the question. I did you get your question answered? Well, yeah, I did. Good. And, and you know, I just want to say I grew up with a grandmother that baked all of our bread. Yep. I mean, I buying bread back in the day was like kind of weird, for right? Us. Unheard yeah. of. Yeah, it was. And, I mean. And, and and what people will do oftentimes is I can never compete against people's grandmothers. You know, yeah. say oh my grandmothers. But yeah. what they don't realize, the grandmother, um, her commodities were changing all the time. The uh, protein percentages, mm-hmm. yeah. and the wheat, and this and that. Yep. And they didn't even necessarily realize that. But but they were so uh, adept at uh, with their fingertips. They baked with you know yep. with their they fingertips. Could, they could so tell. attuned to and, it, and they would make just minor adjustments, probably without even thinking, because it's all about repetition. Yeah. Yep. What was your question? Oh, my question is, uh, you know, Country Hearth bakes bread. Uh huh. You know, I and no offense to them, but like that's how mass-produced bread gets made, right? Right. So when you say you're baking bread, uh, I, it conjures up multiple different potential images like are you are you putting out high volumes of bread or are you like klecko's bake shop um we service wholesale you know so we're u.s bank stadium hotels restaurants things like that okay but but you know like uh country hearth is like uh you know uh breads with preservatives yeah uh, shelf life of like you know years seven years and (laughs) uh you you know uh you go to baldingers they make some mcdonald bun yeah uh i've been told uh on a thing called the internet you put that bun out in the backyard 
yeah. animals won't even eat it <laughs> because they don't recognize it as food. But you guys are probably heading to McDonald's after this show and you know We are definitely not No, not McDonald's. a McDonald's no. crew okay. here. No. Okay. We no. we prefer the fancy. We do. Uh, all right. Uh, we do. Actually Kieran's is right across the way sure. here. Yeah. I assume you know that that yeah. outfit. Yeah. Um damn fine food over there, yeah. including good bread. Uh and they have a miller on staff. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but exactly. But, you know, yeah. So, but you're making yeah. you make you make bread for for the service industry. You sell wholesale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my everyone has specialties. You know, everyone. You know, whenever someone says we're the best bakery in town, they're high. I mean, it's like certain people do things better than others. With sure. me, I I've, have a reputation of making the best hamburger buns, which is America's new cutlery. But but my favorite. <laughs> My favorite is sourdough. I, yeah. I've, I've oh, done yeah. sourdough oh, when nobody knew what sourdough was. I have different lines of sourdough. I use a potato brick starter. Uh, all these people here with their slurs think they're so San Francisco <laughs> and stuff like that. You know, they don't, God, it just, anyways. But, oh, those right. I was, I I was those in people. San Francisco a year ago in Bodine's, and I was talking to the guy, and he looked at me, and he said, you're a baker, aren't you? And I said, well, yeah, how could you tell? And he said, because you're not looking at any of the product, you're looking at the equipment. And, uh, uh-huh. and I said, everyone thinks your guys' bread is the, the best. I mean, it's okay, but what's <laughs> up with that? And he said, you know, that's a good point. He said, our bread is not necessarily the best, but our city is the best. Our culture is the best. Because everyone in this town reveres sourdough. So when you go into an Italian restaurant, mm-hmm. you don't find a ciabatta or a French baguette. Everything is sourdough, and that's our city's choice to commit to something. And I was really moved by that. I thought, you know, it would be great if our Twin Cities could, uh, you know. Think of of how much, and and I'm not saying we're progressive. I'm not saying we don't have things to fix. But think of how much the food scene in Minnesota has changed in 25 years, 30 years. I mean, since we were kids. Oh, God. I know. And. And, you know, so people people may have thought they were progressive 20 years ago when they added uh, a little cayenne pepper to something or whatever. But now we actually have, you know, we're getting well, there. And a lot of it is, uh, you know, there's I could have made a lot more money in my life um, by taking shortcuts. And, and no one would know. When you do wholesale, you don't necessarily have to put labels on. So I could, you know, I remember when uh, uh, there was no trans fat free shortening. Um, when it came out, I spent $5 a block more uh, when I totally didn't have to do that because I knew the people I'm feeding were the nuns, the Little League players, my neighbors, stuff right. like that. But, man, there's people in this industry that they just don't care, as you know. And so a lot of it, that's why buying local is good and, and finding out you know who the Kim Bartmans, who the David Femas mm-hmm. uh, are. You know, you look at different right, you know, restaurants. Uh, I'm in St. Paul, like Day by Day Cafe, you know, places like this. These people, I mean, they same thing. Care. Uh, they do. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you produce any food for schools? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I like, like the, you know, put the McDonald's bun out in the backyard and the animals won't eat right. it. My kids refuse to eat the school food because yeah. it is really piss poor. Well, yeah. a lot of it is because schools are incredibly difficult. You know, like what they do is like a lot of times, and they're working on budgets like everyone else. So, um, you know, I mean, if you want a Cadillac, you got to pay for a Cadillac. Yeah, right. You know, and, right. Uh, and their budget mm-hmm. doesn't have that. But, you know, what ends up happening, though, too, is a lot of times 
Um, they'll know the purveyor they're going to go with, but every couple of years they have to, you know, take uh, submissions again. Sure. So they'll just waste your time. And if you've ever filled out the process, it takes like nine years to of get through the application. Does. <laughs> it does. And then yeah. you call up and they just say, huh? Oh, uh, no, but it was night, you know, and you get burned. So oftentimes for most of us, the school has to really love the product and sure. convince you that right. they're not going to waste your I time. Miss the, I miss the days of, uh, you know, a gaggle of old women in the kitchen. It doesn't have to be women. We know it can be men. I get it. But, uh, but you know, it was always but kind would of... guys constitute a gaggle? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm right. I don't even know what that... <laughs> right. That's an old word. Oh, I, I get it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sure. I don't, I don't, is it a, an right. offensive word? I think it is. I think I'm offended. A gaggle? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm slightly okay. offended. <laughs> okay, so the gaggle of, of women. Right. Yeah, we're just going to say a, a cohort of older folks, women and men, in the kitchen uh, whose hands are are put to the task of making my kids food rather than it's sort of anonymously made out here somewhere, packaged up, brought into the school. Now there's this massive disconnect between the heart and hands of the people making the food and the people who are eating food. And I don't like that. Yeah. But you know, I mean, that's what happens in a world of technology. Sure. You know, uh, but I'm just saying, (laughs) you know, like I know things and like when I was a kid, I would like sneak out of my house to go visit girls. Yeah. You know, I'd like yep. crawl in their windows and stuff like that. You'd, it was and, the 70s and right? 80s. You but know, now, now, from my understanding, they don't even go over to They just like look at each other on their iPads and stuff. And, <laughs> oh, and, 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 okay. You're no, right. That, you're right. True. That, that's, that's considered a date. Exactly. You know, it's like, yeah. no, you're turn, right. You know, like, go home from school and they talk to each right. other. You know, it's right. just like, I, you know. It's kind of funner to hang out with a person, don't you think? Oh, but, the, but when, the, you're, when that, you're 16, the rush or 15 of hanging, you know, just you're not even doing anything, out, right? Yeah. You're not even doing oh, anything you shouldn't be doing. Yeah. But you're sitting there holding hands, looking up at the scar, stars at night, you know, and just talking about life and feeling close to a girl. And you're just the rush of that. Yeah. Or partner. Or partner, Thank oh boy. You. Yeah, well, right. I, I didn't, right. I didn't together, say whether Sam. it was a girl or a boy. We're in 2020. Yeah. Stay, mean, up yeah. Stay up with us. Stay up with us. Oh, thanks, you two enlightened fuckers. We're from Crystal. We're in Crystal. Crystal. Ever so enlightened. Where yeah. everything goes. Yeah. And we were in the heavy metal scene, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm light years behind both of you, I'm You sure. are. Right? Hey, uh, as we wrap up here... <laughs> Um, is there anything so, like you? So you 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 go by Klecko. You talk about Klecko Nation. Klecko correct. Nation? Yep. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, is there is there a way for someone who has not yet found their way to Klecko? Well, they all. I mean, you guys were like the last two to discover me. I mean, in the Twin Cities. In the Twin Cities. Well, at least the beautiful people. And, and to be quite honest, and I'm going to be forward. If you're not beautiful, stay the hell out of my sight line. Um, but no, uh, you know, I'll tell you uh, a serious note. Uh, I'm really thrilled to be here. This has been a lot of fun. I'm hopeful if there's any future podcasts that uh, talk about the western suburbs or Hollywood or anything along those lines, you'll consider having me back. But uh, well, you're to. going to do a live show with us. Yeah. Yeah, you, you and Lori Lindeen are doing a live show well, at the three three one, sometime at the end of February. Well, I wasn't yeah. sure of the date, but that was your cue to. Oh, I don't make it a big deal. It yeah. is a big deal. So what it, happens? It'll be a lot of fun. So what happens? Uh, so what <laughs> God, are we doing for live up. people? 
Same you thing we talk. do like this, just except like this? for we have live people. And gonna, we get to drink beer. Is it going to be... Do you drink beer? I drink cocktails. Yeah. That's that's better. Yeah. I'm with you do on we, the cocktails. Do we, get, do we get like on a screen or something? Jumbotron or... Uh, like well, maybe, maybe, a maybe because you're there. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, maybe, maybe since you're going to show up, we might get the big screen. Uh, so it's uh, February 24th. Uh, six o'clock at the three three one club. Yeah, here in Minneapolis, right? East Minneapolis. No, so yeah, thanks, Jared fun. Ullman. Thank you. Also a guest on the show. Yep. That's Amsterdam Barn Hall over there as well. Yep. Uh, anyway, neck of the woods where I saw the pale waves. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you you right. did mention oh, them yeah. earlier. Yep. Yeah. Um. All right. Fine. Yeah, we'll get you the the jumbotron. <laughs> we'll figure it out. No, but, but <laughs> we'll but, be broadcasting live around the world. <laughs> you know, right? Yeah, you well, good with that? Um, Danny Klecko, thank you so much. Thanks for coming in. For coming it's in. nice oh. meeting you. No, fellow Crystal. Yeah, and, and Cooper. Well, and there's more things that we'll talk about. Oh, yeah. off the air. And, I know. Sure. Know, right? So, uh, so the show, the live show, the theme of it is the lighter and darker stories of life. Meaning you can either sort of choose a happier moment or well, a, a sad well, moment. Well, when Dean like, is going to go dark. Is, is well, that her thing? I prefer the dark. Oh. Uh, yeah. You know? I know. I do too. The dark's good. Yeah. But you can do whatever you want. You can choose to go light or you can go dark. It's, it's, but don't you feel, I mean, that <laughs> if you're going to go, I mean, you saw Schindler's List, right? Yeah. I mean, at least they threw a red rose in there. You can't go oh, that, complete dark. You have to lighten no, it. It totally fixed that whole movie. It didn't fix that movie. It didn't scar me one bit to see all of the graphic depictions of atrocities that I couldn't imagine people would actually do to each other because the rose at the end of it just fixed it. Damn well, I, I did. It didn't fix it. It did I, not. But, that was sarcasm. But, 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 yeah, yeah. But, okay. But, that was total it sarcasm. It sets a tone. It sets right. a tone and right. it says, God. you know, there is color in your world. I get but, it. But I'll tell you, they had, if you guys read Lindine's book, Pedal no, Pusher? I, we've got it here. I yeah, will be reading it. Oh, okay. It's, it's, no, Lori, they didn't read it. I did. and I bought it. Well, that's more important. Well, actually, she gave it to us, didn't she? <laughs> no, I bought that one. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, but, way to go, Lori. But, but I, yeah. I'll tell you the one thing about her strength. Yeah. I read that book, and there's it's it can there's parts that are really sad. Yeah. Really sad. But I laughed. And and that's kind <laughs> that's of That's a good a, thing. And, yeah. well, it is. It's a gift. I mean, that's hard to do. And that's what... So, like, when I tell a story, I'd like to... I'd like to make people believe that it's either going to be really happy and then it goes right. t- terribly dark at the end and they're like oh jesus why'd you do that to me or you can go the other direction it's going to be a dark one and then it turns out to be a light one you can do it i like that too all right <laughs> whatever <laughs> kind of elk yeah. river influence I'm yeah. thinking, right? I mean, where everyone fights in the parking lot oh, right, to switch right. and bait that didn't happen in, not in crystal, crystal not in crystal, crystal. You i'm getting got ganged, up by, ganged up on by two two crystal dudes western That's, suburbs God, really. yeah. represent yeah. huh right banding together thanks jim we've only known each other 15 years <laughs> now he's gonna beat the Look crap what out happens. of me <laughs> but you're not in the bloodline <laughs> we're, we're, we're like god's chosen right. people oh, yeah God. i mean crystal. all right all right all right well danny thank, thanks thank for you coming thanks in. all right and uh thanks everyone uh Cleco nation i'll be home soon <laughs> okay bye, bye. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. We love comments and feedback, so go ahead and let us have it. If you'd like to learn more about Andalin and other legacy projects, visit the website at andalin.app or kineticlegacy.us.
Take care. 